0: morning everybody welcome to the program for today we have an action-packed show for you today my name is tom harris calling uh calling yeah i'm broadcasting from beautiful chicago illinois beautiful spring day here and it is uh really lovely out nice and sunny not very warm though and i'm just trying to take care of uh a little bit of housekeeping here because i um I've not been on the ball today, folks. I, I've been thrown off balance uh, today and um, I'm trying to get Skype sorted out here. Uh looks like it's okay. You know, just tried to, um, you know, start the show and realized that I didn't have Skype turned on. And uh, th- there's somebody trying to call in. I- I'm going to decline this folks. I uh, d- do apologize for that. I'll call back a little later. Um, and uh, so we, we are now uh, live on the air from from uh, Chicago, Illinois. Beautiful day, like I said. And uh, it has been kind of a, a weird day because it started out, um, you know, of course, me getting up and going to uh, take a shower like I always do in the morning. And I got dragged out of the shower by the telephone. Uh, it's just <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I, I really, really hate it when that happens. Um, so I... Got dragged out of the telephone. I'm not going to say who it was. Well, okay, I will say who it was. It was my mom. <laughs> and, you know, and obviously because it's my mom, I have to talk. I mean, I can't like say, oh, you know, call back. You know, I didn't want to do that. I hate doing that. You know, uh, especially since I don't talk to my mom all that much. And uh, so I did get up, uh, get out of the shower, and and had this phone conversation with my mom early in the morning. Going to work out some stuff with uh, my road trip, my upcoming road trip, which I've talked about a few times here on the program, which is still not scheduled. Don't don't have uh, any concrete plans as yet uh, to take this road trip. But, but we'll eventually uh, – uh, I'll, I'll keep you folks posted because it's probably going to mean a, a week or two off from the show. And uh, I don't want to um, – uh, I don't actually want to, um, what do you say? Jump the gun. You know, I, I actually, you know, don't know when the road trip is going to be. So uh, I do have lots of, there's lots of messages here on Skype that I need to, uh, um, okay, just, just kind of clearing things up. This housekeeping. <laughs> it's, uh, mm-hmm. Anyway. And uh okay so there we are. Um yeah, we have people trying to call in uh and uh, they're not people who we know. Hmm. And they don't seem to be speaking English either. So I'm kind of un- unclear as to what uh what to do. Um anyway. And we have we definitely we have a uh, uh adding notification request. Okay, sorry about that. I hate I hate starting out in the show being distracted. <laughs> Anyway, this is a free form sort of show. I don't have any set topics today. Gonna to touch on some of the topics that we talked about uh last week because I didn't actually have a chance to finish up talking about them. Um you know how it goes with the show and you start getting off on tangents and and then um had a call, which of course I love calls. I, I'm always happy to, to I'm always happy to get calls. Um, and had a call from, uh, from Patrick last week and never really got to talking about the Japanese emperor. going to talk about him a little bit this week. Uh, just want to double check, make sure. Yeah. Everything seems to be running smoothly here. I just have not been prepared today, but I did go out earlier. I went out and, and grabbed a coffee, uh, went up to the local, the, the coffee shop that I like less than the other. Because it's closer, you know, and and after I move, I think the other the better coffee shop will be closer to where I am. But uh, oh, and, and I guess that's my first piece of news is that I'm going to be moving. Um, I know I, t- I mentioned this last week, but I actually went down to the uh, to the office, the the uh, the realty company office. And they, they had called me up previously in the day to let me know that uh, that they are. Uh, approving me for for this apartment very nice apartment that's about a block and a half away from where i live now and going to be moving in uh starting on april 17th which is so so after the show on april 15th or or after the show april 16th i should say um i will go and get the key and we'll start to move into uh, the apartment on the 17th um so that is, that is definitely happening now. Definitely. So now's the time I need to start packing. Ugh. This is not what I'm looking forward to. I am not looking forward to moving. I'm looking forward to living in the new place and having Pete there with me. But really hate moving. And uh, I'm not actually taking any calls at the moment. So uh, these, these people are trying to call me. I'm not going to collect a – I'm not going to accept a call from a group. Just uh, be aware of that. Anyway, uh, uh, we have the return today of a very old feature. This has been a feature that uh, has been um, part of the show way, way back. You remember way, way long time ago when I first started doing this live show here on United Kingdom Radio. Back in April of last year, I started with this feature, which is Pigeon News or Pigeon Update. I think I was calling it Pigeon Update. Well, oh, 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 I could. Uh, pigeon update. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a good thing that I find myself amusing because I'm, I'm sure nobody else does. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I have pigeon news. Um, now, for those of you who are new to the show, relatively new to the show, spe- relatively speaking, because this started last year, about the time I was starting this show, and there was a, a pair of pigeons that had built their nest right smack in the middle of my back stairs, the back stairs that leads out of my apartment building. So anybody who was going out of the apartment building into the alley goes down these stairs and the, the, these dumb pigeons built their nest right smack in the middle of the stairs. And, and I think I talked about that uh, you know, numerous times before, but uh, it's been a while and the the parent birds were this kind of normal the mother was the sort of normal looking blue and gray pigeon you know sort of a city pigeon that you kind of see anywhere you know, it's it's interesting they, they they look different than the pigeons you see in london they they don't have the same markings they have kind of have their own uh they they're, they look similar but not the same if you know what i mean so it is interesting that i wonder if they're the same species or whether uh, i don't know anyway Anyway, the, the mother was sort of this ordinary-looking city pigeon. And the father was this, this kind of beautiful gold-orange color. And just not like any other pigeons in the neighborhood. Now, I, I do see the father pigeon around the neighborhood uh, every once in a while. He's, he's very distinctive. Um, and I have seen him around recently. But yesterday, as I was waiting for my train, I saw one of the babies. Now the babies um if if you remember thinking way way back this isn't very interesting is it? But thinking way way back uh they were marked like their mother. They had this sort of you know the blue markings but they had these patches of the gold color on them. And, it, and let's be honest, it was an ugly combination. It was but but it was a very distinctive combination. But anyway, I was I was waiting for the train the other day, and I saw one of these young birds, one of the babies that, that, that was hatched on my back stairs. Uh, so they're still around. And so we're going to have to start keeping an eye out now, making sure that these pigeons don't do the same thing again and build this nest in the middle of our back stairs, because that would be such a pain, especially moving. Uh, but, but anyway, yeah, so the moving is coming. And we've had our Pigeon update. Um, So I do have uh, some shout-outs here. I'm going to talk about C2E2, because I talked about that last week. Um, And I don't have a lot to say about C2E2, but I do have some shout-outs first. Uh, The first shout-out is to uh, my good friend Paul, Paul Adler from Cleveland. And he's listening for the first time today. Hello, Paul. Um, Known Paul since, I think, sixth grade. Now, we were out of touch for... God knows, I mean, uh, probably decades, we were out of touch. Uh, and uh, then just recently, like within the last you know, five years or so, uh, gotten back in touch. And uh, so anyway, uh, hello to Paul. And uh, if you want to call in, Paul, please feel free. Now, if you want to call into the show, you can contact the show two ways. You can call by telephone if you're in the UK. The number is 20 1488. Now, that number, I believe it will be going away at some point in the not very distant future. Uh, Along with our, um, the the audio stream is going to be changing. Shouldn't mean anything new to you guys. But uh, it'll mean that you'll be listening to us via Ustream through the United Kingdom radio site. So it may, may not mean anything different to you guys if you're listening through the website. But... Yeah, among the changes, that's what's going on. Another big shout-out, and this is another longtime friend of mine, uh, shout-out to Phil. And Phil lives in Stewart, Ohio, which is in Athens County. This is actually very, very close to where I went to school uh, over at at Ohio University. Now, I have known Phil and his wife, Joyce, since 1978. Known them longer than almost everybody else. I mean, very, very few people in my life who are not related to me, who I've known for that long of a time. I think I can count them on one hand. And just got back in touch with Phil and spent uh, a very enjoyable, I think a couple hours we, we chatted last night on um, on uh, Instant Messenger. And it has been a very, very long time. You know, in the time since it's been since I've seen each other, he's had three children grow up <laughs> and, move, and move away from home. So it's been a long time. But, yeah, you know, these things have this is the magic of the internet. This this is how it works. And and I love it when this happens. Because you know, there's one thing, you know, I I don't like to throw friends away. You know, I like to to stay in touch with people, but sometimes life doesn't allow that. You know, and I was thinking about this last night after I st- I finished talking with Phil. Um and the, oh, the, here's the real funny thing. Okay. We were living in the same county at the same time for four years and didn't know it. <laughs> um, and that's what happens when you fall out of touch. You know, if if we had known, then we would have been able to, uh, you know, have stayed in better touch than we are now because practically living in the same town, the same county, certainly. I mean, it's not a very big place. It's not a, you know, the Athens, the county seat, of course, uh, is the most populous town in the area. And that's mainly because of the uh, the university. You know, during the during the uh, th- the summer, there's about uh, 6,000, 7,000 residents in Athens. And during the during the school year, there's like twenty six thousand. So it's a it's a huge difference. And Athens is a it's kind of an interesting place. I'll talk about it some other time. I'm not really prepared to talk about it. Or maybe I'll do a travel show. Another travel show about Athens. Um, I'm just kidding. Why why would I do that? None of you care. Anyway, um, so it's a really, really good, you know, I like reconnecting with, with people who I haven't talked to in a long time. And I have to say, you know, Phil is one of those people, and to say one of the very few, that remembers back to the time when I was a Christian. Phil was, in fact, part of my church. He was actually one of the people who um, I knew quite well in the church. Probably, I would say, my best friend in the church. And we spent a lot of time together during, during this probably three or four year period. Uh, before kind of the group started to to split up and I went off and got married and you know it's sort of life kind of dragged us in different directions and and that was during the time when when i was uh, was losing my faith when i when I was starting to question and I, my my uncomfortably deist phase as as i sometimes put it and i know i 've talked about on my show pre you know in the past not not i don 't know about the live show but certainly on the podcast. I've talked about my efforts to reconnect with people from that time in my life. And what always has kind of struck me about that is that, generally speaking, when I've, when I've tried to contact people from that time in my life and communicate with them, they have kind of run the opposite direction. And and sometimes they'll, they'll be friendly when I contact them. So, oh, it's nice to hear from you again, et cetera, et cetera. And then they find out that I'm not a Christian anymore and they turn cold as ice. And and mostly the time they, they don't respond to me anymore. So, you know, and, and Phil's an exception because it was like I, I talked to him for, for five minutes and it's like we never you know, had a break it's like like just you know just talking as as openly and and uh as friendly as ever we have. So it's fantastic and I'm really really happy to be back in touch with uh, Phil again. So uh, thanks very much uh Phil for uh answering my my email and um and hopefully stay in touch. Um so going to move on and um just uh, paying attention to the Skype here um are people trying to contact me. Uh no. Okay. Um Okay. Somebody somebody called Harry is uh, is messaging me saying saying hi mate, what's up? Well, if you're listening to the show, you know what's up. <laughs> um anyway, um so we've had the the pigeon update, we've had moving news. Uh are going to talk about uh, C2E2 which I talked about last week. Now, this was uh, what what Pete and I did last Saturday, after the show. I, I took a went uh, after the show, and kind of did the bits and pieces, uploaded the show, all that stuff. Pete arrived, and we went to downtown Chicago, we, to the McCormick Place, which is actually south of downtown. It's not like right downtown, um, and it is a big. Enormous, very modern, very fancy, glassed in, um, really nice piece of architecture. You've got escalators everywhere, and it's very light and airy. And, and uh, uh, that's where C2E2 now is. Uh, for those of you who weren't here last week, C2E2 stands for the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo. And this is the second year of C2E2. It, uh, the, last year was the very first one. And we uh, we went ahead and, and went down there and looked around a bit. Now, I don't have a lot to report from C2E2. I have to say, you know, it was very, very crowded this year. And, you know, of course, you have the dealer's room where you have you know, all of the, the comic companies or the toy companies or, or, you know, video game companies, they all have their exhibits set up. They have their booths and you can talk to the, the writers you can talk to the artists. You can talk to, you know, uh, the people who are selling merchandise. You, you can buy stuff. There's a lot of dealers selling comics and games and toys and, and just all this stuff. And that's always a lot of fun to walk through, but it isn't very noteworthy in itself, you know? Um, so we spend a lot of time just sort of shopping. And of course, eventually uh, you, you, you make your way to Artist Alley and Artist Alley is where, you know, you get the comic artists who are selling original art or they're doing sketches for people, you know, cost, cost money. Of course, you know, most of them won't do sketches for free. Um, you know, can ask them to sign comics if you bring comics for them to sign. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm not much of a comic collector anymore, I have to admit. You know, I, I was years ago, I was a, a a huge collector. Now I'm just huge. I used that joke last week. It's still funny. And, or not funny. And um, so uh, we made our way down Artist Alley, and, and we made our way to the table of Yildare Senar. Now, Yildare Senar is one of the most exciting new artists out there. And he draws the Legion of Superheroes book, which is the, one of the very few things that I actually collect. And it's, it's kind of a, a sentimental favorite of mine. And I was very, very surprised to find out that his artwork, is, they were selling um, pages of his original artwork for uh, several issues of the, of the book. And I was surprised that they're quite reasonable. And you know, I went to, to C2E2 not intending to buy anything, but, you know, you know, I, I ended up walking out of there with an original Yildare Sinar page. Beautiful, beautiful page. And I put a link. If you're my Facebook friend, you can go to my Facebook page and click the link, and that will take you to uh Deviant uh, DeviantArt page. And you can actually see a scan of the actual page that I bought. And it's an absolutely gorgeous page. And this is the only one of these original art pages that I have that has not been inked. So you're actually looking at the original pencil artwork. Absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful piece of work. Fantastic. And, and uh, it was really a pleasure to, to meet them. You know, I bought the page and Sinar and was not at the table. It was his, uh, his dealer. I guess the guy who, who kind of expedites his art sales was there. And when you know, I we talked to him for a few minutes and I said, well, you know, I'd like to leave the page here um, until 4:30 uh, in the afternoon when Sinar will be back. And then I'll, I'd like to meet him and have him sign the page. And he said, okay, yeah, it sounds fine. And so Pete and I wandered off. We did you know, a little more shopping and then we went to the uh, uh, McDonald's uh, there in McCormick place for lunch. And it's like, 10 miles away from the from the exhibit hall. It's like McCormick place, you know, people don't realize it's a huge complex. And you have these exhibit rooms that are, you know, the, all these enormous warehouse sort of thing. It's not like an exhibit exhibition center like um like the one in Cleveland. I'm not, I can't remember the name of it now. Where where it's just basically one big huge box. And everything everything takes place in that one big huge box. But instead, they have various big, huge boxes kind of scattered around and the sort of maze of, of corridors and escalators and hallways and, you know, kind of glassed in bridge that goes over the freeway, uh, you know, and, and it's sort of this big sprawling complex. So it, it took us like a half of an hour, half an hour to get to the McDonald's, um, <laughs> of course, walking, of course. And I went there, had our lunch, and then made our way back and, and was able to meet and have him sign my page. Nice guy. Really, really nice guy. Um, have to say, most of the time when I've, I've had dealings with comic book people, they have been very, very kind maybe they maybe because they're at a convention and you know that's why they're there is to meet their fans and to you know maybe sell some artwork and you know he was uh doing a sketch uh for somebody else and um, you know took the time out to chat for a couple of minutes very very nice we didn't really um do much more than that though i mean other than than shopping and oh we we went to the masquerade now this is something that uh, you know, a lot of the big conventions, they'll do like this big costume contest. And we always look forward to this. Uh, Pete and I like to do this at uh, Asen, which is the big anime convention that happens in May. And uh, you know, with, with Asen, it's a very, very structured environment. Not so with C2E2. C2E2, because it's such a new convention and they don't really have the attendance yet. Though it's a lot busier this year than last year. So this this is going somewhere. Uh we figured we'd have to be in line for the uh, masquerade at least an hour early like you do it at uh, Asen. But uh it turns out that we didn't have to and we ended up sitting through this this ridiculous panel um that we didn't really need to. <laughs> but uh oh well, you know what what do you do? At least we got to sit down, we got to relax a little bit. Um you know, just kind of chill out after being on our on our feet every day all day during the convention but but it was a good time so uh so that was c2e2 and uh that that was kind of how we spent saturday um uh harry is asking me how is it going uh it's going fine harry so uh uh you know good deal um and uh, Harry is, is currently chewing cud on the floor. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. All right, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do uh, Today in History, and then we'll take a little bit of a break. Um, so here we go. Today in History, March 26th in History, in 1668, England took control of Bombay, India. In 1885, the Eastman Film Company manufactured the first commercial motion picture film. 1885. That's a long time ago. In 1886, the first cremation in England took place. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I think the Romans were doing it way before then. Um, 1931, New Delhi replaced Calcutta as the capital of the British Indies. In 1937, spinach growers of Crystal City, Texas, erected a statue of Popeye for his for his help in selling spinach to children across the world. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that Popeye statue. I have seen the Popeye statue in uh, Chester, Illinois, which is the birthplace of uh, E.C. Segar, who was the creator of Popeye. They have the They have a little park there called the Popeye Park, which is kind of cool. Um, anyway, uh, 1953. The vaccine to prevent polio was announced by Dr. Jonas Salk, who who invented the vaccine. In 1971, East Pakistan declared its independence from the rest of Pakistan and renamed itself Bangladesh. In 1976, Paul McCartney and Wings released Wings at the speed of sound. 1979, the Camp David Peace Treaty Accord took place between Israel and Egypt. 1980, Bombay got its first rock concert in 10 years. Can you believe that? Uh, And that that rock concert was The Police, by the way. Uh, In 1989, the first free elections took place in the USSR. 190 million people cast their votes, and Boris Yeltsin was elected president of the Soviet Union. That was, of course, very shortly before uh, they stopped being the Soviet Union. And uh, there wasn't a lot of news, but there's a, a, there are a lot of birthdays. Famous birthdays on March 26th include Edward Bellamy, the author, in 1850, 1859, A. E. Housman, uh, English poet, um, 1874, Robert Frost, another poet, 1904, Joseph Campbell, the mythologist. Uh, wrote um, I, Claudius, among other things. 1911, Tennessee Williams, the playwright, was born. Uh, yeah, I, I, the worst acting experience of my life was in one of his plays, Cat on the Hot Tin Roof. Uh, I was terrible in that. Uh, 1923, Bob Elliott uh, was born in Boston, Massachusetts. For those of you who are not in America, you might not know Bob Elliott. Uh, he was of the comedy ch- duo Bob and Ray. 1925, Pierre Boulet, the uh, uh, composer, he, he actually composed, um, or he's a, he's a conductor, operatic conductor. Uh, he actually conducted a very, very good version of uh, Wagner's Ring that I was very fond of. Um, 1930, Gregory Corso was born a poet. A lot of poets uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, uh, he was one of the Beats. Uh, was new, uh, you know, Jack Kerouac and William Burroughs and Allen Ginsberg. All those people. 1930 also, Sandra Day O'Connor, the first female Supreme Court justice in the United States, was born in Texas. 1931, actor Letter Nimoy, Mr. Spock himself, was born in Boston, Massachusetts. In 1934, Alan Arkin. Uh, the actor from uh, The In-Laws and Catch-22, among other stuff, uh, was born in New York City. 1939, James Caan was born in the Bronx. A lot of actors, too. Um, 1940, the demon of the right wing, Nancy Pelosi, was born. Uh, uh, Democratic uh, representative from, from the state of California. In 1942, Erica Zhang, the writer, uh, was born. 1943, investigative reporter Bob Woodward um, who was uh, known for exposing the Watergate scandal uh, was born. 1944 singer, Diana Ross, 1948, Richard Tandy, the rock, the bassist for electric light orchestra was born. Another rock and roll birthday on the same day. Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. I think he's now, uh, one of the judges on American Idol, uh, was born. That was 1948, 1949, Vicki Lawrence, uh, from the Carol Burnett show. Um, also from uh, Mama's Family, was born in Inglewood, California. 1950, actor Martin Short uh, from SCTV and Saturday Night Live was born in Hamilton, Ontario. 1950 also, Teddy Pendergrass was born, soul singer. 1961, the Secretary of State for Wales, William Haig, was born. And in 2228... James T. Kirk, the captain of the USS Enterprise, will be born in Iowa. Why did they put him on the same birthday as Leonard Nimoy? I don't get that. (laughs) Anyway, that is Today in History. Now, I'm going to take a really, really short little break here to clear my throat, take a sip of coffee. So uh, stay tuned. I'll be right back. United Kingdom Radio have teamed up with a brand new online internet
1: radio music service called You Love, Love It, We, we Play, it. Play It aimed at the over 25s and featuring some presenters that present right here on United Kingdom Radio So if you've had enough of all that rabbit <coughs> Thank you Chas and Dave Then try our brand new music service at www.youloveitweplayit.com Hello, Chris Reardon here. I hope you enjoy our shows here at United Kingdom Radio. A bit of fundraising now for the station. If you fancy a bit of music in your life, then why not try one of my weekly non-stop music mixes? All music, no talking. You can get a new one each week and download them from www.chrisreardonshow.co.uk. For just 80 pence UK, that's about $1.30 US. They are over 75 minutes long and contain some of the brand new club tunes around at the moment in the UK. Download them now from www.chrisreardonshow.co.uk. My weekly mixes, just 80 pence. www.chrisreardonshow.co.uk.
0: And we are back here on United Kingdom Radio. This is Tom Harris. In case you missed the beginning of the show, and uh, that was Chris Reardon, and who who uh, was on before me. I didn't hear his show today, so don't tell me what happened because I <laughs> I have to go download the podcast. And indeed, any show here on United Kingdom Radio, or uh, well, almost any show on here on United Kingdom Radio, you can also download as a podcast. Over on the United Kingdom Radio website, go to the uh, Listen Again button, and that'll take you to our Podbean page where you can, in fact, download old shows. Now, as for my own show, uh, it's posted simultaneously on the United Kingdom Radio site and also on my own website where I have my own archives for both this show and for my uh, half-hour podcast, Tom Harris USA, and you can go there and... Uh, download the shows at TomHarrisUSA.com I usually upload the show within about an hour or two after I go off the air Um, though sometimes it's longer anyway I have an email here and this is coming from uh, our good friend James Bates and James had this to say "Uh, it is sad not to hear Chris Reardon as much I agree with that but it is clear I think he needs a break maybe he might increase the number of shows uh, he does in the future who knows what may happen in the future he, he did touch on that the station is moving to Ustream, which I have been having a few problems my end, but it has been working for me today, and I hope it's working fully before going fully into it. I know it seems like I'm having a moan about, about it, but I like listening to you guys. You always have something interesting to say. Um, there seem to be a lot of changes going on, and there seems to be a lot of history made, too. As for the earthquake in Japan... I think it was just a sad tragedy and they should be helped to get back on their feet again. And let's hope that the power station doesn't harm them at all. And as for the funny comments about Japan, there's going to be people who they're going to be doing that in any event. Um, yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, any time that there's a tragedy, people are going to make fun of it. And yeah, unfortunately that is human nature and it's tasteless, but it happens, you know, and it, it does. And, I think that's one way that people have of coping with, with tragedy is to make light of it. And I don't know if there's, there's really anything that you can do to change that. Um, one of them doing it is the old favorite Alex Jones and people like this. You are never going to get rid of unless you are in a dic- dictatorial controlled country because of the free speech movement, which people are entitled to do whether you like the comments made or not. Yeah, totally. Um, Certainly, and and I I go on and on about people like Alex Jones, who who kind of are fear mongers and they they kind of spread, you know, conspiracist thought and and all this you know nonsense. And and it's been going on since Y two K. I mean, that's where Alex Jones got his start. You know, was was fear mongering Y two K. And then now it's everything else. It's fluoride and you know. Uh, the new world order and all this crap. You know, it's, it's, it's complete nonsense, complete nonsense. And he makes a lot of money off of it because of, of his sponsors. And these people make a lot of money out of these scared people. And I've talked about this before. uh, So I don't need to go into this Uh, uh, continuing on. The media has changed over the years as technology has progressed, like satellite dishes, computer, and the Internet. It's making the world more connected. And as for the media, it seems to make money for the big boys. Well, yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, moving on. As for karma, that is a funny old business, which I think a lot of people will find hard to understand. Talked a little bit about that last time. Uh, uh, as for the future of work, I hope all goes well for you it can 't be easy for you. It sounds like you 've been at this place for a very long time i 'm um, actually not that long i i 've been working there for three years. I started there it was Halloween day of two thousand and seven so so three and a half years and that has been uh, yeah that that 's kind of been a little bit of a um, uncertainty, not knowing, you know, I, I've talked about this before on the show, that, that my job is going to be going away, but I don't know when yet. That, that still ha- that still remains to be seen. Um, uh, let's see. There's more to this email. Oh, okay. Uh, the On This Day segment of your show is quite interesting. I like that. I used to look at all that all the time, but I don't know where to find it now until you started doing it. Well, you need n- not go anywhere else. You can just listen to my show. <laughs> Today in history now yeah yeah i I like the segment as well, and it's it's one thing it's a it's a time filler, you know it's but it also is sometimes a jumping off point for conversation, and that was why I started doing it to begin with because I figured, oh, you know, I can talk about things that have happened in the past, and maybe I'll have some commentary, and occasionally I'll go off in a tangent, sometimes I just read it out, it depends but you know, I know that there are some people out there who think, oh, God, you know, today in history, that's the lamest thing ever. I know that uh, our uh, former listener, Oscar, I don't think he listens anymore. Um, he, he was said on Ross Patzelt's show how, how horrible a feature he thought it was. Um, but, yeah, you know, what, what do you say? I mean, you know, what do you do? I mean, some people like it, some people don't like it. So anyway, Uh uh let's see. James goes on to say, you will have to tell us about Japan in your travel segment. And as for traveling, it is a lot cheaper if you hook up to the Internet and start looking on the Internet. There's one luxury that can help you in travels, I think. Uh, Yeah, I don't usually book anything by Internet other than plane tickets or by rail pass on the Internet. Um, But, yeah, you can definitely get better deals on things like airfare. But when you're on the ground when you're actually in the UK or or wherever it's sometimes a lot easier to to find places to stay uh there there's a, there's a few exceptions but uh unless you're doing a uh, like a really really organized trip and this has been was the situation when um my best friend and I were in in uh England northern England hiking Hadrian's Wall and we had to make bookings for, for each night's stay. We couldn't just kind of wander from place to place. And the reason why is because we were carrying only a, a day pack on, on the trail. We weren't carrying like big backpacks. We had a uh, luggage delivery service who was carrying our back, our big you know backpacks from from one B&B to the next B&B. So we had to ac- actually organize these stops in advance. And it was very good. I, I thought that the service was quite good. You know we would get to a B and b, and our our bags would already be there and you know the people along these trails, you know the B and Bs along these trails are used to this now, and they realize the, you know these baggage services are going to come and drop these bags off. you know they'll bring them in from outside or, or whatever, and never a problem. it was It was really, really nice. plus you have this this freedom. Of being able to hike on the trail with just a day bag, and you're not carrying this great big huge weight on your back, it really frees you up to explore a little bit. You know, maybe climb a hill. You know, uh, to see the view. You know, these are not things that you're gonna when you have a big backpack in your back and you're carrying everything with you. You're not necessarily gonna want to do stuff like that. So I thought it was kind of cool. Um, it's expensive though. That's, that was my only complaint about it is that these baggage services are not cheap, but I, but, you know, were I to do another long distance trail like this, I, I might well do this again. You know, um, I may I may hire a baggage service to, uh, to carry my bag for me. I think, yeah, that'd be okay. I mean, it's not like I can get a mule, <laughs> to get, a, get a donkey to carry my bags, you know? Um, So uh, then we have, uh, oh, I'm still reading this email. It's a long one. Um, You'll uh, you'll have to tell us about Japan. Okay, I read that already. Uh, I don't know what you think as a non-UK citizen, but I always think the UK is always expensive and under-promoted, I think. Sorry for the long email from James. Um, James, you can feel free to send long emails if you want to. That's just fine with me. No problem at all. Um, Is the UK always expensive and under-promoted? Hmm. Well, I don't know about that. Um, The UK, I don't think, is any more expensive than the continent. I think that it used to be. There there was a time uh, back in the 80s and, and the 90s when I actually saved a lot of money by traveling in the UK. But it has gotten more expensive. Now, the thing about the UK and about London in particular, London is expensive. And... Unfortunately, or, or fortunately, I, I don't know which, London is a first-time destination for a lot of people who've never traveled abroad before, and, and particularly here in the U.S., and there's, there's a lot of reasons for it. The first being London is a historic city, there's a lot to do there, there's a lot to see there. You have a lot of very important sites in London. You have the you know the Tower of London. You have London Bridge. You have you know the the, the museums, the British Museum and and the you know the Portrait Gallery, the the you know, National Gallery. You have you know a lot of historical sites, and some of them don't cost anything. You know some some of them you can just look at, you know the, the Buckingham Palace you know, or you know there's there's a lot of stuff that you can do, in London. The other advantage, of course, is that you know, London is an English-speaking country. You know, London is English-speaking. Like, it's not a country, obviously. Um, so a lot of first-time travelers will choose London to go to because it's easy. You know, you don't, you're, you're in a city, you've got public transportation, so you don't have to worry about driving. You don't want to drive in London. Everyone speaks English for the most part. And there's a lot to see. So the disadvantage is that London is big, And some of the stuff is kind of spread out. And London's expensive. But, you know, that being said, you know, London is one of my very favorite cities in the world. It is, you know, and as many times as I've been in London, you know, there's always something new to see that I haven't seen before. There's a new gallery here or there's a new museum there. Or, you know, the the exhibits have changed at, at the various museums and I haven't seen them before. And, of course, I, I'm getting old now, so I just forget. You know? It's like I go to the Victoria Albert Museum or something like that, and it's all new to me because it's been so long since I've been there. Um, and it seems like every time I go to, the, you know, to a museum in London in particular, everything is different and because the, you know, they do change the exhibits around and stuff. Now that's true of anywhere, really. But that, that's kind of how I see it. And, you know, when you get out of London, and you get out into the, the kind of the more remote areas of, of Britain, the prices are lower. You know, the prices are lower for a B&B. Their prices are lower for meals. And that's kind of why when uh, my last trip there, instead of going back to London for, you know, from Carlisle, which is kind of where we ended our hike, uh, I went to Gloucester instead. Because it's not so expensive there, and I had a few days I also had some things I wanted to research while I was there uh for the genealogy, so you know I had a reason to go there, but also it was a place you know that wasn't London and a place that I'd only been you know once before and was able to uh you know t- to actually see some of the things again you know you go to the you know the cathedral in Gloucester where they filmed Harry Potter, or you can go to um it's kind of you know chill in the high street you know go up to the high street and and see the sights. gloucester is not a very exciting city really but but you know what do you need really you know i at that point had been hiking for a week and i was ready for a break <laughs> so um let's see we have some skype messages coming in here bob i don't know is saying uh sorry that uh oh, she missed the beginning of the show and uh, sorry, missed a lot, but it was talking about the baggage thingy. Do you mind? We have public, transporta- public transport in most areas of the country these days. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> so you do. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, you know, generally the places I've stayed, and, and this is even like places like Gloucester, you know, I know that they have buses. And they have the public transport in, in these smaller cities as well. But I tend to walk those cities because a lot of these smaller ones in particular, most of the sites are kind of concentrated together. The thing you have with London is you have a sprawl. Anybody looking at a map, you know, map of, of London from space, you, know, like a, you can see how huge the city is. I mean, this sprawls for miles in every direction. I mean, go, going into, the, into other counties even. So public transportation is a must if you want to, to get from place to place. But it also, you know, careful planning. You can, you can really kind of get around this. But, you know, one of the things that surprised me was um, w- when uh, Paul and I were in, uh, in London and we went to go to, uh, to Chris's karaoke night in Hammersmith and we had to take the the train there and it took a long time to get there it seemed like a, a really long time it's all the way at the end of the line it's it's uh um and we had to leave the the karaoke night early because the trains weren't running yeah you know, the, the think the last train out of there is at 12:30 so yeah you know, we were only there from 9 to 12:30 and didn't get as much time to uh, to visit uh, to visit chris as uh, we would have liked but you know that's the thing you know you always have to plan around these kind of public transportation and all this stuff um i have uh oh okay uh oh that's really weird it's a message for me <laughs> oh my goodness gracious Incidentally, uh, stay tuned uh, after my show today uh, at 5 o'clock UK time will be James Sanders will be here. Uh, As long as he's broadcasting on the stream, you should be able to hear him. I know last week he was doing a video show and kind of jumped from um, one provider to another. And so we weren't able to actually see or hear him uh, on the UKR stream. So uh, stay tuned anyway. uh, He'll be here at 5, hopefully. And you can hear James Sanders uh, talking about whatever it is he is going to talk about. So anyway, I'm uh, going to go ahead and i um, going to do Chris Reardon has decreed.
1: Chris Reardon!
0: I love it! Okay, so as you all know, I go through Chris Rudin's old shows and find interesting clips, and uh, this week is no exception, though it's, this is also kind of a rerun. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. I have been crazy busy, and it doesn't look to be getting better any time in the next month. <laughs> so here we go. Here's Chris Rudin has decreed for this week. You must always
1: offer tradesmen a drink whenever they come to your house. Absolutely.
0: And toast or cakes. That was Chris Rudin has decreed. Now stay tuned because next week he may some- say something interesting like this.
1: Guess what I'm getting on Monday, boys and girls? A pair of plastic scissors. That's my sort of fun. It really is. Pull this handle down and it will go click, click, click. And someone comes along and starts taking bits off. Someone has to sample a little bit. Oh, that, that would annoy me, that would. I
0: mean, where's all the fun gone? The fun is right here on United Kingdom Radio. And in the immortal words of Chris Rudin. Now, I'm going to
1: have to take my trousers down and blow bubbles out of my bottom. <laughs>
0: and the, it's a good thing I amuse myself, like I said. <laughs> oh, okay, so we have about 10 minutes left of the show. Now, uh, last week uh sort of towards the end of the show I had a call from Patrick and uh, uh before he called I started talking a little bit about the uh, Japanese emperor's appearance on TV over in in Japan following the earthquake and tsunami and I was I was just commenting that this is really very unusual because the 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 emperor of Japan is not a public figure in the same way that that the queen of England is and the the imperial system of Japan, I think, is absolutely fascinating. But the the emperor is a kind of a, a distant character. He's not, you know, kind of up close and personal sort of, of monarch. And that kind of has been the traditional history in Japan. It's not like a Western monarchy. In, in a sense, it is uh, since the 1850s where or they have had a more modern sort of uh sort of of political system but what's really interesting is that you know the emperor rarely makes public appearances he he rarely appears on television and when he came on to kind of to to reassure the japanese public it's a very powerful moment and people I think people you know, sometimes don't even realize that that Japan still has an emperor because that is sort of you know they don't have a very high profile. Maybe in Japan they're more aware of it than we are here. But uh, the, when the emperor appeared on television, it, it's kind of a big deal, uh, you know, because this doesn't happen very often. And it's interesting to think of of this this, this person who is you know, revered by most Japanese. You know Traditionally, the, the emperor is not a political figure. That didn't come until much, much later. There have kind of been periods of, of time when the emperor has had more temporal power or you know, more political power, but really before the 1850s, that wasn't the case. And that was when you had the, the uh, emperor Meiji um, was sort of propped up as a political figure by the West and and tried to treat him more like you would think of as the king of england or or so forth and of course we had uh, you know the showa emperor who you know we would know as as emperor hirohito now after an emperor dies they stop referring to them by their name by by their given name and they you know they they are given a uh, the name of their era and this is the so so you have the the showa emperor you have the Heisei Emperor. The Heisei Emperor is the current emperor. Um, the Showa Emperor would have been Hirohito, the previous emperor. But you know, traditionally in Japanese history, the emperor is a religious figure, not not a, a political figure. So they didn't have a lot of contact with with the people. Their job as the emperor was to protect the imperial imperial regalia, the mirror the sword, and the beads, the stones. And these uh, imperial regalia are you know, of great historical and religious significance. And they're in different shrines kind of scattered you know, throughout Japan. And I went to, um, this was, uh, of course, I'm kind of stepping on my own toes here uh, for a future travel show, but I went to the t- the shrine at Issei which is one of the most important shrines in Japan because this is where the mirror is kept, one of the imperial regalia. And you can't actually see it. Um, it's kind of wrapped in multiple layers of silk and, and nobody has seen this thing for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. But I, I find this endlessly fascinating. But the emperor has you know, traditionally been a very sequestered sort of person. Didn't have a lot to do with the sort of day-to-day operations of of the you know, of the the country, or you know when when Japan was split up into various you know, warlords fiefdoms, the emperor was just sort of there, and nobody thought thought much about him. But but the, this institution is just kind of carried on, and it's really kind of cool, you know, when you think about it now uh, back i had the very good fortune uh back when i was in japan to go to kyoto and see the imperial palace the old imperial palace because the the imperial palace today is is in tokyo and uh, just thought it was was really really interesting to see you know these people kind of live their life in this self-contained little world in like this bubble very very few people got to see it um and it indeed it's actually much easier for a foreigner to come to Japan and see, you know, the imperial palace than it is for a Japanese person. Uh, So it's kind of a unique experience. And it it was really, really interesting to to learn um, that the, the Japanese imperial family used to have their own dialect that, that nobody else used and i think that, that that kind of stopped in the last the, with the last emperor uh hirohito um you know he was more somebody who you know he he renounced his his divinity you know because he was the, the the imperial uh persona was was a, a considered a living god you know a direct descendant of the of the sun goddess amaterasu so you know and and it was it was you know Hirohito, that was the first to say, "No, I'm not a god." I mean, <laughs> um, you know, he was not comfortable with that, uh, with that characterization of himself. But I still think it's 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 really interesting and very historic that you know that the uh, emperor went on television to to reassure the people. I'm gonna have to wrap this show up. Looks like yeah, it's kind of gone. Sorry about the the very kind of scattered show that I've had today. Uh, you know, it's, not every show can be like last time. <laughs> we do have a new travel show in the works. It won't be next week, uh, but we'll be talking about Germany in a couple of weeks. Uh, and that will be probably just one part. Uh don't think I have two episodes worth of travel stuff on, on Germany, um, but uh, we'll be talking about that in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned for James, uh, who will be on uh, James Sanders beyond at five here. And I'm going to go ahead and sign off for now. Woo. Sorry about that. Wrong music. <laughs> and that should be the last time you hear the uh, the uh, news music. So uh, we'll miss it. We'll miss it. All right. Next week, we'll be on Ustream. Uh, I'll be back next week at 10 a.m. here in Chicago because the U.K. will have its daylight savings time between now and then. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a great pleasure. Talk to you later. Bye. Now, I'm gonna have
1: to take my trousers down and blow bubbles out of my bottom.